Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group. This is a special Memorial Day show on the eve of Memorial Day, the Memorial Day weekend kicking off. We're at the roundtable this week with Legally Speaking with Steve. May is Mental, Mental Health Awareness and Military Appreciation Caregiver Month on this Memorial Day weekend. Today is Saturday, May 28, 2022. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have a great show for you today. And we have a familiar voice, Mr. Stephen J. Seidman. He's a founding attorney of Seidman Law Office with over 30 years as an experienced trial lawyer focused on personal injury. Steve's an America Heroes Group partner, sponsor, and advisory board member. And he's going to give us some updates on what is happening, legally speaking, with our veteran community. Well, how are you doing, Steve? I'm fine, thanks. How are you doing, Sean? Pretty good, pretty good. So what's good this month? I figured over this Memorial Day weekend, and in the past uh, couple of times we've been on the show, um, we have uh, talked about the burn pits, mm-hmm. and those are the large burn pits that uh, munitions uh, in Afghanistan and um, during the wars were actually uh, used, and lots of toxic Things were put in them, sometimes the size of football fields. They burn everything in it. The smoke came out and caused a lot of problems, brain cancers. And uh, legislation was passed. We talked a little bit about this a couple months ago. Uh, thankfully, legislation was passed in which now, um, for certain illnesses, cancers are now included um, in the claims process, which is really a, a very uh, good thing. So it, it started me to thinking all the uh, – uh, many uh, various health hazards uh, that existed for people who served our country and um, uh, who are still serving our country and for the veterans, what to do if they have issues relating uh, to uh, to problems, such as um, at Simon Margulis and Fairman, where I work, we've, we've participated in 3M litigation. Those were the earplugs that were used at, uh, in Afghanistan and actually it turned out that the manufacturer, the, the allegations were made uh, that they weren't useful at all, the earplugs. Mm. So people their hearing uh, by the droves, and in, in, in you can imagine the noise in the war zones and in the combat zones. And litigation um, took place, and there have been certain trials 
uh, bellwether trials, we call them, where, GM, where 3M, um, who bought the manufacturer Aero, who originally manufactured the earplugs, uh, 3M has been hit uh, numerous times with verdicts uh, because they knew uh, the Aero people, the allegations were they knew uh, of these hazards, yet uh, really just still sold the military hundreds of thousands of earplugs that were virtually useless. Wow. Uh, there have been a verdicts for 3M, but I think of hearing as being one of those. Um, there, interestingly enough, there's a, uh, a fort, Fort Org, Org, O-R-D, uh, that was recently added to the Environmental Protection Agency's list of the most pollute, polluted places in the nation. Hmm. Included in that pollution were dozens of chemicals, some now known to found cancer. Uh, they were found in the drinking water, the soil. Uh, now, decades later, and, and uh, uh, if there are any veterans are listening to the show who served at Fort Ord, uh, if you have cancer, especially rare blood disorders, uh, you might want to look into whether or not the exposure at Fort Ord was the cause. The list has now grown to hundreds of people who lived or, or served at Fort Ord. Um, so the interesting part is, is that uh, when it rained, poisons percolated into aquifers, which they knew was, was drinking water. And what happened is they had all kinds of barrels of of, of uh, all types of, of caustic materials that they let leach into the waters over Fort Ord, and that caused all of these cancers and blood ailments. And now, ailing veterans, 25 years later even, uh, are being diagnosed who uh, were there. And it comes out to uh, the veterans uh, there have a 35% higher rate of multiple myeloma diagnosis than the general population. So it's a blood cancer, obviously, and uh, it, it just goes to show you uh, that that occurred. Now, you're going to say, well, that was 25 years ago, 40 years ago at Fort Ord. Well, I just saw an article just this week, a couple days ago, that headaches and diarrhea surfaced for a bunch of Hawaiian military families when they drank fuel-tainted waters in, in the Hawaiian base. Hmm. So the uh, Centers for Disease Control um, said that the Hawaii military families who uh, there was a petroleum leak at the Red Hill bulk fuel storage facility in Hawaii, and it leached into the water. And this is the uh, the, the Pearl Harbor base at Hickam, uh, and, and they were drinking this stuff. So it, it caused all kinds of diarrhea uh, and stomach ailments, and the results, uh, I think, uh, what it, what these two incidents show is, and we don't know, by the way, how many years later stuff is going to come up because of the burn pits or the Fort Org leaching water, or even in this where they're drinking fuel, basically fuel in their water. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just highlights a need for everybody to prevent exposure to these toxins. Then it, it made me think even a little bit more, Sean, about what about the past conflict? And, um, so I went back and did a little research about what was available for uh, veterans nowadays if indeed they were exposed to certain risks. So if we go back to World War II, and all of these risks, if a veteran has these issues, they should go to the website at the va.gov disability and look at uh, the, the procedures to do. For instance, if we go back all the way to World War II, you have 
sounds from guns. You have ionizing radiation because back in World War II, they were playing around with radiation. Right, spent uranium. Yeah. Chemicals, paints, extreme cold, uh, and mustard gas. Now, uh, as we get a little bit, uh, our population ages, the veteran, um, the, the class of veterans kind of are limited to World War II because they're probably the greatest generation, but they're passing, um, obviously. Um, but then we have uh, the Korean War, um, where we had the same extreme cold, chemicals, harmful sounds from guns and explosives. And once again, if, if, if any Korean War veterans uh, have those issues uh, that, that they think are related to, to, to exposure, um, they could go to the website and actually file a claim. You're going to need a doctor's note, obviously, in order to file a compensation claim. Well, that's one Same of the thing things, with- Steve, Steve that, that, that I think a lot of veterans are very nervous about. Anyone who signs up and spend any time in the military, one of the things that you're nervous about is that are you going to be exposed to something and then 20 or 30 years later have it kind of reap havoc on your body? Because we, I mean, thinking about even asbestos. Asbestos was something that was used in the military and even in construction industry and in, across the country, for example. And we still have homes across America that have asbestos pipes still in their basements. And, that's right. and, it, and people today didn't realize it, but now people today suffer from a lot of lung issues because of something like that. So, I mean, this, so is some, this, what I would ask you is, do you think a lot of this is because of negligence on the part of some of these these contractors and these people that yeah. get these government yeah. contracts? I think go, yes, I think if we go back, first of all, to asbestos is a perfect example, Sean. You just raised it. People can still file asbestos claims who were exposed, and we see a lot of military shipyards. So if any of the veterans that are listening uh, have the asbestosis, that's the disease caused by asbestos inhalation, we see it with pipe fitters come out years and years later. It could be 40 years later. There's a fund set up. It, it, you have to file within a certain time. You know that you've been, uh, that you've been diagnosed with this asbestosis, but it, mesothelioma is what it's called. But that is negligence because they knew back in the day that this, this asbestos that they were producing was fraught with, uh, with par- particulate uh, that could cause problems. And we've seen um, billions of dollars of claims and billions of dollars of, of money set away in the compensation fund that still exists for these asbestos cases. So we represent people come to the, like working in shipyards, a perfect example. Or in, a, in an auto shop for the Army, the Navy, where they, there are brake linings that had asbestos, or in the buildings that had asbestos. That was negligence. In my opinion, with Fort Ord, or in Hawaii, right, why, why are you, or even with the burn pits, you know, it, it, does, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that if you're going to be using caustic materials and burning them in a pit, if everything from feces to, to toxic chemicals to munitions every with all of these things that and I, I likened it to, to 9-11 when the firemen went in they were exposed to the same thing asbestos product from brake pads everything and and so it may be years uh, before any of this stuff comes up and is it negligence? Yeah it usually is because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know you don't burn the stuff the smoke is what you're inhaling or petroleum going into into your water and drinking it, that it's not going to cause some problems. I mean, we're not in the 1960s where nobody knew anything about this stuff. This is, this, <laughs> we're in 2022. Right. So the, this stuff still goes on. And then anybody in the military was exposed. And probably, Sean, 
they're still going to be exposed. So should a person uh, come to you or, or get help? Say a person knows he's been exposed to something, um, but they don't have any ailments that they can point to right now. But they're but a lot of veterans I ask this question to a lot of veterans all the time. They're like, I ask them, do you are you worried sometimes that when you're 50 or 60 or 70 that you'll start have your body will just start falling apart? And a lot of people say yes. Like I'm very concerned about that with the stuff that I did in the military, the stuff I was exposed to, like the burn pits. We would sleep sometimes next to burn pits. I mean, just a few hundred yards away, or a hundred yards down. I mean, up the hill or down the hill or whatever. So, I mean, should someone start thinking about filing a claim? What can they do if they're concerned about it, but they haven't yet got symptoms? You have to talk to the, your primary health. You can't file a claim till there's actually an illness, right? And that's why the extension. We usually have statute limitations, like in a personal injury case or a medical malpractice case, which we do a lot of, there are very strict time limits, very strict time limits. But in a case where in these injuries with military or asbestos for that matter, you have a little bit of time for when you discover that you've got the problem. So, Sean, the first thing anybody should do is talk to their primary health care provider or the local VA environmental health coordinator about health concerns related to military service. Then... They should ask the local VA environmental health coordinator about getting a, a free registry exam. For instance, Agent Orange in Vietnam. Perfect example, right? People were exposed to Agent Orange. If you were exposed to Agent Orange, you, there is a registry, okay? Uh, and it, it, it there you could register, get your Agent Orange exam, and they'll get you examined. Um, and uh, then uh, the, the they'll determine whether if you make that registry, whether or not you can then pursue a claim. But in cases where it's like the burn pit, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impose upon you for a minute, if I could, to tell us a little bit about the burn pits. Because for someone who hasn't served, um, I don't think we understand what those are. And, and if you could, like, paint a word picture for us, that would be really helpful, I, I think. Yeah, so it's like a big trash can. So think of think of a, a big pit that could be anywhere from 10 feet deep to maybe 20 or 30 feet deep on average where you burn literally anything and everything that you want to get rid of. Almost think of, of a crime scene where you, you're, the, you're the criminal, you want to get rid of the evidence, you put everything into this burn pit. And it could be anything. I've seen, a, I mean, the biggest thing I've ever seen in a burn pit was a, a deuce and a half, which is a two-and-a-half-ton truck. Um, the smallest thing I've ever seen is, uh, is bird poop. So anything on that scale or the spectrum goes into a, uh, goes into these burn pits, and it stinks. It stinks to high heaven, you know. I mean, and you can smell it for sometimes miles away. So it's, it's almost like if you were to walk by a um, maybe another way to describe it. If you were to walk by a ever been to like a dump or the like a city dump where they have a pop like miles and miles high of garbage is stacked up and the birds are flying everywhere and things like that. Think of it mm-hmm. so instead of being up on the up on, up high, it's down in the ground like a crater and it and but it stinks like that but it's on fire now what are you lighting what do you what do you incinerate with you just throw like a we what kind like of jet fuel jta i think what's i mean diesel whatever anything kerosene whatever i mean whatever would you know burn for the most part which by the way breathing that alone uh, is toxic mm, yeah. you know i mean so the thought process that that's you know, not going to cause an issue is kind of like, hello? Uh, you know, the, the Biden's son died of brain cancer. And, and, you know, I think a lot of this, my opinion is, a lot of this stuff was sort of accelerated the legislation on the burn pits because his son got brain cancer and was exposed to burn pits, just like you were, Sean. And so I think the first step for anybody exposed, and I think it should 
apply to you too, is to get to your primary health care provider and watch yourself. You Got to watch your blood levels. I mean, if you're exposed to that stuff, I don't want to like say the sky is falling, but you've been exposed to stuff that I wasn't. You know, and you guys were serving our country, defending our freedoms. You were exposed to most toxic stuff. And then you know these people in Hawaii drinking jet fuel in their water, or in Fort Ord, now uh, one of the, the the worst places in the United States on the Environmental Protection Agency list. I mean, you go to gas stations, and and, and fuel dumps are not as bad as Fort Ord. So uh, I don't know why they're. And this is where it gets uh, high in my soapbox. But why we treat our military people who are probably the most important for our freedoms this way? It seems nobody is in the occupational. Uh, like environment uh, that they that they're looking uh, at with these with these work with these uh, military people. But for instance, Cold War era. Let's talk about that. You had radiation, right? Uh, anywhere from 1945 to 1991. You had mustard gas. How about the herbicides? Uh, and uh, of course, noise has always been there. Uh, but you also had ship shipboard hazards and defense. You had waste incinerator uh, issues. You had certain experiments done on the military. Um, and at Camp Lejeune, uh, there was some hazardous material and exposure and water camp, uh, contamination then. At Fort McClellan, there was a site of possible exposure to low-level radioactive compounds and chemical warfare agents, mustard gas, nerve agents, and, and PCPs. These were all in the environment for our military to, to, to be exposed to. The, you know, when you go to Afghanistan, you talk about, how about sand? Those people who were exposed, they had sand, dust, and particulates blowing in their face. Uh, you had, of course, we talked about the burn pit smoke. You know, there's also uranium that was used in military tank armor mm-hmm. and right? You, you were exposed to that. What about that? That had to be disposed of in the burn pits. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of those things. So what is the military? What should you do? And, um, you know, you had toxic embedded fragments, you had explosion, you had noise, infectious disease, uh, all of these things. Um, you, you need to join. And in that particular case with the Afghanistan situation or, the, or that war, you, you could join a registry. And, first the, and for you too, the open burn pit registry, you join the Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry to document your exposures and health concerns. So there is a registry. You have to go to the website uh, at the veterans' website. It, it's veteran.mobilehealth.va.gov, Burn Registry. You can look it up on Google and register. Okay, that's the first thing you should be doing, Sean, and anybody's exposed to burn pit. Uh, then talk to your primary health care provider or the VA environmental health coordinator about any health concerns related. Um, if you have embedded fragments, let's say toxic embedded fragments, there is also a, a center to register there. And if you think you had contact with depleted uranium, you got to get screened through the depleted uranium um, uh, follow-up program. So, there are things you could do to uh, to document this at this time, and I think that the veterans ought to know that. Um, I, I, I also think I'd like, I'm running out of time, but the VA, uh, there's going to be a massive at the VA hospitals overhaul uh, that is, is coming up, but it's, it's due to happen this year, 
but they don't have the last chairman. They need nine uh, or nine representatives, and they can't get the last one because of politics. The Republicans won't agree to the White House. So in the balance now is the potential closing of dozens of VA medical centers, possibly the constructions of dozens more new ones. And uh, this is big for any veteran who has helped because I know we've all been uh, the veterans if you've gone to Heinz or uh, the, the, the Lakeside VA. Uh, a lot of the uh, – there's actually two, $2 trillion uh, to reconstruct 35 major VA or level of north. These hospitals are getting old. It's not state-of-the-art anymore. So if any veterans want to make uh, – to call their senators, congressmen – you know, there's a, a very uh, few uh, months left before that all that money expires that they can they have to, you know, figure out what to do. So uh, that 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 is another part of health uh, that is obviously very important to everybody. Uh, the hospitals, the VA centers, where do I go for for my treatment? Um, so uh, that's going to expire relatively soon. So. Steve, I really appreciate your time and all the information you've given us. I'm definitely going to check out that registry. I, my exposure to burn pits was very limited, thank God. But I would be one of the guys actually responsible for putting stuff in the burn pit with my with my MOS as a, as a mechanic and the stuff that we had to deal with. So that was something that I think is really important. I'm going to go back and look at my uh, records and talk to my uh, people, my former comrades in service, and make sure that you know we do what we need to do to protect ourselves and our exposure to these kind of dangerous, dangerous chemicals. And it's like I said, it's not limited to burn pits. It goes to a lot of different things. I appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you very much, John. This is America the Heroes Group. We'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.